gang, it's Julia here for Learning Rx. And yesterday I was, I was just taken um, by this video I watched um, from Learning Rx about a mom and her son, um, Colton. And, and it just kind of, in a perfect nutshell, described why parents go to Learning Rx. So many parents have tried other ways to help their child out. And you know, when your kid is in school and they're frustrated, they don't want to do their homework, they get angry, they lash out in other ways, they forget to turn things in, um, that maybe there's something bigger going on. You've tried tutoring, you've tried this, you've tried scolding, you tried this, but, but once you take the eye-opening assessment to learn what their strengths and weaknesses are, it, they, Learning Rx can do a one-on-one -on -one brain training that will literally change their life, build confidence, give them more opportunity to be able to learn. They increase IQs substantially just in the training period. All right, everybody, here we are. It is hour three. What have you been doing for three hours? I know we've been talking. <laughs> we've only been talking for two hours, so calm oh, down, man. Okay, what was it before? What uh, were we you, doing before? You were abusing me and making me learn dance lessons. I have a shout out. Lori is fine, people. Oh, good. Okay. I, why was I not? Because I'm getting oh. these. What's wrong with Lori? What's wrong with Grant? They're both fine. They're both great. They're both They're, like living their best life. Living their best life. Both will be back on Monday. Um, so I just want people to know that. I, um, you know, this movie Priscilla yeah. has come out and... Um, just a lot of different things because uh, Lisa Marie Presley, whose father died, Elvis Presley, when she was nine years old, did not want her mom to make a movie about her book, Elvis and Me. Yeah. And kind of fought it big time. And that was kind of one of the points of contention before she passed away. And the book, the movie came out. Sophia Coppola directed it. I die if anyone saw it that they call us and give us a review. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. But as a result of that movie coming out, Priscilla Presley is more in the press and doing Q and A's and mm -hmm. trying to promote the movie. Yeah. And um, this blew me away. But Priscilla Presley was doing a Q and A last week and said that she never ever wanted to marry after Elvis Presley. Um, she just said, but then she did fall in love head over heels with another man, Robert Kardashian, the future husband of Kris Jenner and the, and the father of Courtney Ken Glory and Rob, the insiders said, um, Kardashian at one time was desperate to marry Priscilla Presley. She made him very happy. A close friend told um, this Joni told someone who wrote a book in 2017 that he wanted to marry her and have children with her. That was definitely his hope, his plan. The two were intimate virtually from the moment they met. She called her best friend and said, we did it. I didn't even wait till the second date, as girls do. But the passion was bizarrely interrupted by Elvis. What? Who, at the time was having a hot romance with the former Miss Tennessee. He wasn't dead yet when yeah, they divorced. Yeah, yeah. The future wife um, of Caitlyn, Bruce Jenner, Linda Thompson. Whoa! Okay? Well, now the story goes on. Wine. A close friend recalled Robert vehemently, vehemently, which is a very fun, it's like vehicles. You're killing it. Vehemently complaining how when he was making love to Priscilla's Elvis would call her. Sounding incoherent, infuriated, Priscilla told him, 
um, would put the bedside receiver on the pillow between her and a Robert and allow him to listen in on the king's intimate conversations with his ex-wife. It's a lot of weird boundaries. Kardashian's (laughs) close friend Larry remembered Robert telling him that Priscilla was terrific, but this guy Elvis can't stop controlling her. Kardashian claimed to pals that Elvis didn't want Priscilla seeing other men because they had a daughter, Lisa Marie, that Elvis was very involved with. I don't know any men or women when they get divorced from people really wanting their exes to get involved with someone right away. You just don't. I mean, that's just kind of normal. I absolutely get that. I've never been married, but I could, I can tap into that feeling pretty quick. Okay. I, I imagine. And Robert was very bothered about this and started to feel pressure, the pressure that Elvis was putting on Priscilla during their relationship. Their love affair initiated around 1975 when Robert's older brother, Tom Kardashian, who was dating the former Miss Missouri, this was all beauty queens were the rage, you people, in the 70s. Were the rage. They were the rage. Uh, beauty queen Joan Esposito, the ex wife of Elvis's road manager, and Priscilla initially came between the Kardashian brothers as Tom was also interested in her. Oh, gosh, you know how this goes when two brothers want you. It's it's a burden. It's so it's annoying. And then it's like, okay, do I go to Thanksgiving when they're both wanting me? <laughs> or, like, should I actually should go? Because there's know. two people that really want me there. It's a difficult time, but people call your friends and ask. But it was Priscilla who decided to date Robert, angering Tommy and igniting his jealousy and envy towards his younger brother. Mm-hmm. Tom Kardashian, who would go on to have a long and happy marriage with the beauty queen of Miss Missouri, Joan Esposito, admitted he developed qualms about Priscilla when he saw how controlling she was of his brother. I'm taking a pause. I'm taking a sip. Everyone take a break. Let's inhale. Let's just, while you're taking that, I'm going to say <laughs> something. It is so common that people that have been in abusive relationships Especially at a young age. Are you calling their relationship abusive without even seeing the movie Priscilla? Yeah, I'm calling it abusive or whatever. He had such control over her that she then does that back because that's her first form of love. That there you was go. what she experienced. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Professor Brit- um, Brittany. Thank you. So Priscilla really changed my brother's thinking and how he should dress and how she he should drive. Now, this is not unreasonable. Anyone who's gotten a new relationship, if whoever your partner is, is wearing something that you can't say. You make casual suggestions that why not try this? That's not a big deal. We just got a glimpse into Julia's marriage. And <laughs> no, but I'm it saying, Lori and I, we both admit this. Even how he should drive, you know, if someone doesn't use blinkers, you want him to use them. And what he should do. <laughs> she changed him easily because she was so attractive and had a big influence on him. She did the whole arm touch. It's like when uh, Charlotte it wants to marry that one guy. And she saw that her... And Sex in the City. And Sex in the City, when Charlotte wanted to marry... Trey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And she saw that her, Trey's mom, Bunny, oh, would gosh. touch him, his hand, and then he would suggest something and he would do it. So she started doing that. It's like accidentally automatic. <laughs> and you go, oh, honey, Jeff, I absolutely hate those cargo shorts, my love. Burn them or you'll never talk to me again. Darling, you could do better. Okay, but the other side of the story is... Priscilla felt that Robert Kardashian was like Elvis trying to control her. The situation manifested itself when Kardashian wanted to turn her into a domesticated Armenian housewife. And it infuriated Priscilla. I'm not a housewife. 
She once tried to make dinner for Robert because he kept asking her. So Priscilla said one night she cooked asparagus. Oh, what a great thing to cook. Oh, that's really talented. No fail ever. <laughs> Especially when you don't know how to cook very exactly, well. Exactly, because asparagus is tricky. It is tricky. It can get she, so soupy or burnt so quick. She made this and that, went out of her way, and he hated it. He never suggested she cook again. Anyway. It goes on and on and on. But basically, I love the headline, which was Robert Kardashian. Um, gosh, it's under all these ads. Let me see if I... Robert Kardashian wanted to marry Priscilla Presley until she cooked for him. Oh. Have you ever had that? Um, no, I once made Justin... I tried to make him um, an eggplant, like Parmesan kind of thing, and it ended up going awry. That's a hard one to make the first time out. I know. It's the first time I've tried. I It was wild. I was just feeling, re- I was feeling myself. I got into a stage where I was like, I can make anything. Um, I tried and I, it was so bad. And he sat there and pretended to eat it. And he got so sick. And um, he still married me. So. There you go. Well, all right. So he didn't hold that against you. made him you. ill. What about you, Ellie? Have you ever, you know, your mother, Stephanie Hansen, the oh, weekly that's dish? that's pressure, though. I, it is. It is Do you a ever bit make anything for them? I make, I... I'm an excellent cook. I cook for people constantly. I have no shame about being a little bit bold about that. I'm an excellent cook. But I've had the ick um, from an ex. Uh It was like less... Well, what they cooked was pretty gross. But like just the food choices they'd make. Canned chicken. I didn't know people used canned chicken until I dated someone who used canned chicken. Apparently you didn't grow up in the Depression. I... It's horrifying. It's okay in a chicken salad with a lot of mayonnaise, celery, green onion, and tarragon. Okay, I'm actually with Ellie on this. I agree. Because, like, a rotisserie chicken from Costco is not very expensive. So if you want to make a chicken salad... What about the membership if you're poor? Okay, but (sighs) I'm saying that, like, a rotisserie chicken is not that expensive if you're going to make chicken salad. Because you're putting a lot of fillers in there. I'm not trying to be elitist about the canned meat, either. I like Spam. Spam with soup. It's great. And I love tuna out of a can. I love tuna. I like tuna Canned chicken is a different vibe. It is. Mm. And if you don't, if you didn't grow up with it, which I didn't either, it it blows your mind. You go, what? I didn't know they put this in a can. It disturbed me. Also, I mean, she's she's from the Carolinas, and so I think this might have had something to do with it. Mm. But uh, not drinking water. I didn't encounter this until I, like, got out of Minnesota, she would drink like three ginger ales a day and think that was better than soda. Oh. And I was like, why don't you drink water? She's like, ew, who drinks water? And Ellie, I was like, what? be honest, was she super cute? Yeah, she was a sorority girl. She was yeah. so mean to me. I know, Ellie. <laughs> I'm just listening to you and I'm going to read between the lines. This no, girl was so cute. And because you kept trying and trying and trying. She sounds dumber than a rock. Oh. Like the things that you're saying, I go, whoa. I go, oh, she must have been like hot i love the mean too like i could see that like absolutely oh my gosh. she's she's not in this state so i can wow. say it on the air right. she's not not my best ex either was the cocaine <laughs> guy i talked about at three o'clock we've had a wild show people in really the have. end i think what we really need to take away from is i'm the only normal one here <laughs> and you're welcome and i will stay here with you if you're nervous or scared to be around these people don't worry i will be here until the end of the hour so. i have a true a true little moment though so I was working out with my trainer. I know. I, I have know, a trainer. We get it. I cancel half the time. Oh, okay. um, but I was there today and I was getting lightheaded. And he said, um, What did he say? You need to drink um, a, a, a oh. drink with sodium. And this just happened to Brooke 
Shields, mm-hmm. where she drank, she drank and drank and drank water. Yeah, you got to drink a little salt. And she didn't have any sodium in her body. And that's when she called her husband and he wasn't available. Then she called her friend, Bradley Cooper, who went to the hospital in the ambulance with her. She had a grandma Caesar. You got to drink some. Yeah. You need like sodium. In there? Yeah. Well, it's a drink that the pickleball girls gave Lori and I before the big competition that people use before or after working out that has a thousand milligrams of sodium in it. You really need that in your body. I always have sodium in me because I'm my mom's daughter. I have salt on everything. Yeah. That's true. I, I eat a lot of salt, but that's my hangover cure. We call it life water in my house. That's a little bit of Gatorade powder for the salt, but I don't like straight Gatorade. It's too sugary. Right. And then lemon juice and ginger, anaba ginger. Oh, wow. Also, Ellie, will All you right. make us something at some point? We, like, we you like talk food, about every she's time. not working with tomorrow. We're having a revolving door. We have to go look at the time. <laughs> Who <laughs> has time for this? I'm very interested in this conversation we myself. Go. Let's we do gotta, it offline. Hey, listen, we got, I, it's my show. We got to go. I can't. I'm the only professional. We'll be back at My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right. Ellie, what do you have for us with the Dirt Alert? Well, you know, this wrapped up today, and so I kind of want to talk about what all happened. Have you guys discussed the Robert De Niro lawsuit no we have not we haven't briefly not today. yeah briefly not today we haven't yes very briefly i mean it's kind of a very weird all over the place lawsuit i swear it took me a solid 10 minutes to figure out who sued who first yeah uh it's his assistant who, yes. whose name is graham chase robinson graham chase robinson worked for him for 11 years uh under like a private management company that essentially just does De Niro's stuff, and she left, um, this was in this past summer, so like June of this past summer, she left and was kind of denied the compensation package she was supposed to receive, and so she launched a lawsuit and got counter, lost the lawsuit for $6 million, got countersued for $12 million, with De Niro essentially alleging that she was perpetually stealing things like time, watching Netflix air miles uh, and charging personal Ubers um, and and the like to the business account. Right. And so that ended up going to trial with (laughs) this was happened uh, yesterday where they had a, a psychiatrist hired by De Niro come in and essentially give testimony that Graham Chase Robinson was narcissistic and paranoid. Yep. Uh, and that she had a fixation on De Niro right? that was justified by some emails sent um, by his girlfriend, uh, martial artist Chen. There's so many names going on in this. I lost her first name. Sure. But she sent De Niro an email last year um, in which she accused uh, Robinson of being a single white female. <laughs> you know, that, that yes. old. Yeah, we like, know the movie. Narrative. Yeah. Yep. Yep, stealing, yeah, we come wanting to become them and steal their lives kind of vibe. Well, so this just got returned for a verdict that actually awards her $1.2 million, but does not 
essentially say that like De Niro's company did anything wrong. So I think I, that was awards for her lack of final compensation package when she left. But she alleged that, you know, De Niro did some creepy stuff, like asking her to scratch his back, calling okay. at one in the morning. Okay, let me just talk about this. Okay, he, She was his assistant. Mm-hmm. For 11 years. So you call whenever you, the hell you want. Yeah. yeah. They don't have boundaries on that. And I will say, I, I heard someone else get into a little trouble over this. When you ask someone to scratch your back, that is not sexual harassment. Otherwise, I've got uh, an itchy back. Can you just scratch my back? That is not a weird thing. No, I've done that. I've done it too. So I just, it sounded like it was a money grab on her part from the stuff we had read before, but she was awarded money. Yeah. So I think he won because she originally wanted $12 million and he was countersuing for six. It sounds like she won. I think that, like, ultimately she won because they couldn't justify not giving her the package that she was supposedly entitled to when she left the company but uh, let's clarify too she was not some underpaid intern who was getting berated for 10 years she was a personal assistant with some made-up title that de niro gave her making three hundred thousand dollars a year dang a lang i'd scratch any old man's back for that salary you know there's such a fine line that you know sometimes yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna I don't even want to touch this one because I don't want to touch it either. It's gonna I be know. wrong. But I'm just gonna like be kind of a very mundane voice saying like Yeah, I, I, I don't see that many problems with it, but okay. Well maybe I'll throw in my, my Gen Z opinion of Okay, and then I'm gonna ask if you are a Gen Z. Okay, tell us. <laughs> I it's... actually have an interesting little tirade about that. Fact, okay. But I guess, yeah, my technically Gen Z opinion is that if you're getting paid $300,000 a year to be a celebrity's personal assistant, why do you think it's not within their right to call you when they're overseas and you're asleep? Agreed. That seems like something you're signing up for. That is the nature of the job. That's like me when I I was doing catering being like complaining because the wedding party didn't leave when they said they would. Yeah. Right. It's part Ellie. of the job. It's part of the job. Oh, Ellie, I like you saying this instead of me. Ellie, if you Cuz I sound like a cranky old woman. Well, when that's I what say I this. thought. I said yeah. I, I'll throw in my Chelsea yes. perspective. Like Ellie, if we were paying you $300,000 to do this job, I would expect that Julia can go ahead and email you her stories at 2 a.m. You can ask me to sniff your pit and I'll tell you if you need deodorant. <laughs> Don't worry. I put my hands there and sniff it myself. Don't worry. That's Molly Shannon. <laughs> I do Molly Shannon. Jeff's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Molly Shannon. Okay, because this is, thank you for your, that opinion. Um, This was a little uh, silly TikTok thing. And I don't go to the site. I read about people who went there after. Yeah, um, and, uh, she, this woman, Phoebe said a quick way to tell if a woman is a millennial or Gen C is look at their feet. And I want both of you to do this right now, specifically their socks. Millennials wear ankle socks, which you cannot see, but Gen Z wear longer socks that you can. Now, Brittany, you're a millennial and she's wearing tube socks that go up to her ankle, uh, no, her my knee. knee. And yeah. what are you wearing? I'm wearing long socks, and I'm into long socks. I've been oh mocked by my girlfriend for Crocs and socks, Burks and socks. And I, I, I don't be- like being cold. So whenever it gets cold, I wear long socks. I don't like sweaty feet. Socks prevent that. Oh, look at this. And I apparently am the only person here who is a millennial. You are both Gen Zers. I've always identified as younger. Well, me too. That's why. <laughs> I, well, see, I have a little rant about this because I feel like Gen rant. Z. Are we sure? All right, go. Well, technically, by like a technical definition, I am Gen Z, but also 
I feel like I'm disassociated by like five years from other Gen Z's because I did not have an iPhone when I was in fourth grade. We had iPods. We didn't have like mm. video iPhones. You're, you're that my kind kids. Of stuff. You're like my kids. They never had any of that. Crap. And I feel like it's different when you didn't when you weren't able to like text someone or send them a Facebook message till you're in sixth, seventh grade. That's different. Then I feel like a lot of the people go, who are even four years younger. Don't get us started on baby boomers and, and the Y generation <laughs> are you right, that we are. Are you right on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z, Ellie, or no? Yeah, I think technically like 95 is a cutoff. I'm a 98. Yeah, it never and, feels and right. My kids are exactly like you. Ellie, same thing. Everyone I, our age agrees that oh. neither fit. And I'm just young. Like, I'm probably alpha at this point. Oh, gosh. Which is the next Are you generation. in room in vitro? I'm, in v- I'm pretty much a zygote, so super young. You're welcome. Thank you for the dirt alert, Ellie. But that, that whole thing that the TikToker said was completely wrong. I just want to point that out. Wow, I hate being cold, so I always have high All right, we're on. back. We'll be back. Oh, and then... Olivia Rodrigo, I love you. Oh. I got a question for you. (laughs) What? So I've been thinking about this. Okay. There's this, I have this Facebook friend. I'm going to call him John. Okay. We volunteered with each other probably like eight years ago. And I don't know why we became Facebook friends. Oh, you told me about him. One of those weird like, all right, let's be. Was this through the dog thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's lovely. I really like him as a person, but I barely knew him. We volunteered together. Um. And we became Facebook friends because back then you used to do it really nilly willy. Like, I'll be mm-hmm. your Facebook friend. Brr, done. Anyways, since then, I have never seen him again in person. Okay. Ever. This is maybe eight years ago, maybe even more. But I have followed him now watching his daughter get married, have her first kid. I have watched now her, his son is engaged. They're really excited about it. The things I have watched this family do from afar, and I still, I like always like and whatever his posts. I don't but know you what don't it even is. Know him. I know nothing about him, but I know so much about him. He's a big time runner. His wife is also a runner. And I just had wanted to kind of throw out the question of like, what are some really minuscule relationships that you had in person that like you met somebody on a cruise ship or something like that? Give me the stories that you've met somebody in person and now have been social media friends for a decade and have watched their lives unfold, knowing you will never see this person again. I don't do Facebook, so I can't even be a part of it. But Ellie, do you do Facebook? I do. And I I have a really funny one that comes to mind immediately for this one. Okay. Okay. When I was a freshman in high school, I met a girl and we were both kind of in a weird phase in our lives. We were Mm -hmm. a little bit wild willy nilly. And she might have been my buddy when we skipped certain classes. Sure. Okay. Uh, And we ended up only like knowing each other and being friends in person for like maybe six months before she got pregnant by a guy older than her at a in different high, school we're talking, okay. in high school freshman okay. year of high school oh, dang. yeah she was young and ended up leaving that school and going to a different school but we've remained facebook friends and occasionally like, send each other messages she has grown up and is doing lovely she just got married two months ago she is <laughs> pregnant so with her she's pregnant with her third kid oh great right? and i i just see her every every like couple months post photos of her gorgeous kids and her new husband and it's just been really funny since like freshman year of high school to watch like these two very different paths develop but i have nothing but support for her right. isn't that funny don't you find a weird enjoyment out of it i don't know what it is like with my uh volunteer friend john i loved 
watching his daughter get married and, and it, you don't even know who, I know oh, and okay. it's and I wonder like does that happen to other people? And like, I listen to you, Ellie, talk is exactly how I feel, where I don't even know why I have this weird sense of joy to see, hey, I'm so glad that you're having so much fun this, I oh, where are you going to do Thanksgiving this year? Oh, that's so great. Like, Do you even respond and engage instead of just hit no, like? No, I just hit okay. like. But in my head, I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like, just like Ellie was talking about, you where just, they're having their third kid. They got married two months ago. The amount I know about them, I know more about them than I do a lot of my first cousins. Like, that's true. <laughs> that is so funny. And it's, That's so funny. Yeah. Maybe someone, if you want to call in and you've, if you have weird Facebook friends, I have three different Facebook pages. Well, yeah, you're very and Facebook rich. And different names. And when this all started, I didn't even give them my right birthday. So people wish both of us birthdays because we're Lori and Julia. That's one of them. Yeah. We did day before the day of, I'm like, oh, my birthday, whatever. Just you know? take it. I know, just take it. Take it and love it. Yeah. But we're talking about weird Facebook friends that you don't even know. Or you don't ever, even know. You ever see. Or you, you met maybe... one time and all of a sudden you've been with them <laughs> through so many things. You hope that they get better soon or whatever kind <laughs> right. of life thing they're going through. Here's Molly. Molly, you're on my talk. How are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you? We're great. All right. Do you have a story for us? Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard of Girls State, um, but it's basically like uh, like a mock um, government. And so you spend like a week with um, all these all these girls from across the street, uh, across the state, and you have um, roommates. Okay. And so I have all these roommates that I'm friends with, and it was one week. And one summer after my junior year of high school, and we've been friends ever since. Never have seen a single one of them since, but yeah, just have followed their lives. They all have kids now, married, you know, degrees in school. Isn't that funny? <laughs> never have seen them again, but we just have stayed friends on Facebook. <laughs> that's that's like a different level of friendship yeah. because really, all you have to do 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 more than hit like. Do you engage? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just... Not hit, really. Not really. It's, yeah. it's easier than texting, because texting requires a response, and yeah. if you just like crap and post it out there, that's so funny. And it's like one of my neat favorite relationships I have in my life is like watching what John and his family are up to. <laughs> like, because there's a lot of Facebook things, if I, especially if I know you personally, and I know that you're kind of putting a facade up, I'm like, whatever. But in my mind, everything's going great for John, and I love that for that's him. That's so funny. Molly, thanks for listening. And thanks for telling us this story. And I didn't ever hear about Girl State, the mock government that she didn't. Sounds like a blast. I know it. It sounds like you could have racked up the Facebook friends there. Oh, if that's your goal, if that's your goal, I'm joining Girl State. I'm going to mock it, be a part of a mock government to be an influencer. Yeah, but my mock government is going to then have to attempt to take over the government. You're hysterical. All right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give away our last set of tickets. You know, this is to go see the Christmas Carol at the Guthrie Friday night, November 17th. Ellie, it'll be the seventh caller. And when Ellie takes your information, your tickets are going to be at will call. And you just need to bring a photo ID when you show up and show up an hour before the performance. Sounds good. I know, I'm just... Bringing everyone up to speed in this revolving door this week. All right. Uh, Panda wrote in and said, back when the internet wasn't so stranger danger, I actually met someone in a chat room slash online game room. And we've had now met a handful of times, but I've known him since I was 18 ish. And I've read, 
I have a bunch of randomly people that I met through my uh, parents' timeshare. I bet you that'd be a, okay, that, a lot of them where you'd collect. That's hysterical. I know. I didn't keep any of the names of the people who VBRO'd at my cabin. Yeah. I mean, really, I never wanted to speak to some of them again after what they did. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I can't imagine you'd be a good... VVRO. I was great. No, I don't mean that. I, just I mean, mean that like, place was spotless, oh, clean, no, everything sorry. worked. I said that wrong. Like, I'm I not, can't imagine you enjoying renting out that space. I like the money. Oh, yeah, you. I know you do. <laughs> like, Who doesn't? But like, you. It, that that cabin is so near and dear to you too. But and it's like, hard because it's you know two hours and something away. Yeah, my mom. She rented the cabin out a couple times, and it was so much work. It's work. It's work. People. It's work. Right, well, You're gonna work for all that right, cash. We, um, we are giving away those tickets right now. Ellie is taking that person, and when we come back, somebody says they're engaged. What? Let's discuss. That's called In the Stars by Benson Bone. All right. Big thing happened last night, by the way. Yeah. The CMAs. I just have to say, I never knew who Jelly Roll is. His name has been everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Sure has. And I get now why he has that name. Um, he, well, I just, he's a bigger guy. You know, I, I he's, uh, yeah. <laughs> he can sing. I never saw a picture of him before last night, but he opened up the CMAs. They had some really good performances last night. And he sang, um, gosh, he was with Winona Judd at the very beginning of the night, and they sang um, Need a Favor with a choir. Ooh, it was beautiful. I bet it was good. They can both belt it out. He's a lovely singer because later in the show he sang with another woman, and he really just let her shine. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. Tracy Chapman's uh, Fast Car that Luke Combs has covered won uh, Song of the Year, and he won Album of the Year or something. It was a big win for Tracy Chapman, who said she was sorry she couldn't be there. And it's been 35 years, I believe, since that song came out. The Female Artist of the Year or the uh, Entertainer of the Year, whatever you call that thing, mm-hmm. is a gal named Lainey Wilson. And she won five awards last night. She was great. That's all. Yeah, so I know happy. her. She's great. She's great. And and Allie's uh, cousin is Grace Lear, who we saw during COVID be one of the contestants on America's um, the Idol, American Idol. Yeah, American Idol. She went to Hawaii, got seventh. Yes, and she's got a beautiful Yay. voice. And she attended because I saw her pictures on her Instagram of her doing the red carpet last night. She's got a Lifetime movie. It's coming out this Christmas. All right, all what right. is the Lifetime movie? Uh, it's they just changed the title. Said. But it's um well, it's a Luke Bryan produced, executive produced film. She stars as the best friend of the lead, who is in the OC and whose name escapes me. Not Misha Barton, right? No. Oh, stop it. Um, you know that was a deep old dick. <laughs> no, I'm just I'd be happy for her. I know. You're so silly. It was the new OC, like the second iteration they did. She was in that, oh. but yeah, she's she's got one of the Christmas movies coming out, and she did a song for it, which is why she was she's promoting so it beautiful. At the CMAs. She has a beautiful voice. That's just so fun to watch her, Ellie. Oh it's yeah, awesome. it's really fun. Okay, so tonight, tonight at seven o'clock center, I'm going to drive home really fast. Via okay, you don't Whole have Foods to. and going to my mom's. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you don't have to drive home. <laughs> no, we have I'm a grocery whole shopping hour to get tonight for my mama, and I got to do other stuff. Okay, we've got. But tonight two. is what people are calling the year's most manipulative cliffhanger on the Golden Bachelor. Gary Turner got the dry heaves last week while contemplating whether to give his final rose to Faith or Teresa. Both you and Lori believe it's going to re- to Teresa. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm starting to be there with you. Leslie no. had already got her rose, yeah. But so the show starts out 
starts out tonight with him presenting the rose to one of them, and then it's going to and it's going to go to the women tell all. And yeah. he is there, and so is the woman who didn't get the rose. Mm-hmm. And then he just had an interview, which I find interesting, with Gail King from CBS versus Robin Roberts from AM ABC, which is where oh. the Golden Bachelor is. That's a good point. And what did he say to her? He said, I found the person. It was a very difficult choice. The three women at the end are all unique. I love them all, but there was a clear choice. It clarified in the fantasy suites. Um, what Uh-oh. I'm just re yeah, what all I'm hearing is we get fantasy suites. <laughs> we were worried that we weren't going to let these a little bit older people bone, Car- and that would have been that would have been heartbreaking <laughs> to me. Well, women like sex, we'd still like it no matter what. I love just- that. Of course, I was so heart. I was so scared that they weren't going to go there. Like right? that's some weird. I don't know. You know. Well, how- this is the first converse, confer- uh, confirmation that they even are. I haven't heard thing one. Right. Yeah. And tomorrow, if you tune in at yeah. three fifteen, yeah, we will be um, posting on YouTube our intelligent conversation without Lorene. She's not here for it tomorrow. It's just going to be you and me, so you better prep. All I do is prep. Have you ever seen my notebook? Like, Ellie, I take this as if it is the same as my pharmacology class. I show up at 7 p.m. I take notes. I make them pause. Anyone who watches it with me gets so mad because I pause. I use have special highlighters for each girl. And yeah, I'm ready. I'm so excited for tonight. I'm. I need this to happen. I also like I'm happy for Gary that he's going to get some sex eventually. Oh, he's he's ready for it. You could tell. <laughs> he's he feels like he's been heavily breathing and petting these women. I feel like I'm he's ready. been heavily breathing and petting these I'm people. ready. I'm ready to watch I'm, Gary get laid. Okay, I'm well, just going to say it. You don't get to see it. Let's be careful. Let's not lead on the audience. But you do get to see him go in. And say, would you like to accept this key and yes. spend the night together? Yes. And then it's like insinuated. And mm-hmm. I need to know he's a... You still think it's going to be Teresa? I, I Is that who I thought? I thought I ended up... With Leslie? I thought I was going to end up with Leslie. You have it written down, right? Yeah, I have it all written down. I have it written I down, I can't believe too. anyone thinks Teresa. To me, I look at those three women and I'm like, one of these is not like the others. Yeah, yeah I know, but but people... Okay. I think it's going to be Leslie. I've been oh, hoping. Let me look at my list. Yeah, go to your list because I can't remember. At the beginning, I, I thought it was it Teresa. Tomorrow. I cannot promise finding it today. I'm a little, you know, I think disheveled. The editing, the editing seems to favor Leslie from what I've seen yeah. since day one. Yeah, that's it has, true. but I also think because she's so favored, they're throwing us. Yeah, that's like a red hair. That's, right. that's also an option. All right, so I have a couple other things you can watch tonight, okay? Okay. okay. Rap Crap is on Max tonight. It's Issa Rae from Insecure, is executive producer of the barbed hip-hop comedy about two Miami women. It's his second season. This sounds very funny if you've never watched it before. And then on, um, we've got one other thing that sounded funny to me. It's, it's, an, um, it's a season premiere of Colin from Accounts. And it's like an odd office knockoff. Okay. An unorthodox rom-com from Australia. It's launching with two episodes tonight. Is a vehicle, actually a vehicle for the appealing team of husband and wife creator stars Patrick Bramwell and Harriet Dreyer. They are play these two, this couple. They're two lonely souls. They have a twisted meat cute that involves a runaway dog. And the dog's name is Colin. Uh-huh. And the dog ends up falling under the wheels of Gordon's car. Then hey. they have to adopt it. They co-parent it. It's supposed to be funny. 
This looks good. I think yeah. this sounds good. I like Colin from Accounts. I like uh, I like the the this is set up to be good. And uh, Australia brings us some good stuff. So I be fun. I think so, and some you know good looking people. Um, Barry Manilow um, has a new song out. Oh, if you're good. just joining us, make sure you tell us what does he have. Okay. All I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, good. Okay. Have you? Has anyone here ever served him a meal? Um, I, let's be specific. What was in that meal? Steak tartare, Caesar salad, salad and, and cherries, cherries jubilee. jubilee. Yeah. Have you ever had bananas Foster? I don't think I've. I make bananas foster. So That's one of my specialty Ellie, desserts. Nobody I do likes too. This you can. I, my Sammy. Oh God, the way I talk about my kids. Okay, I went out to dinner with my kids last night. Yeah, I wasn't hungry, but I had to guilt order something, so I ordered a six dollar meatball. <laughs> Was it just one meatball? Yes. What the heck? I that is like the weirdest order ever. You just said a I don't meatball? like to. I just am crazy, but so I went out with my kids, and it's just. Gosh, I said go. I soup. love being a parent. The soup was more expensive than the six dollar eight ball. It was like eight ninety nine for a cup, and I wasn't hungry. I hope that soup is more expensive than the meatball. And the meatball I could take home and eat today for protein. Did you not I eat your thinking, whole meatball? I didn't. What the heck? What the? We are such different people. That's what Jeff says too. Like. <laughs> There's no way a meatball is going to make it to a second location with me. Like, <laughs> I, totally. They're big. Well, then you're trying. You either complaining that you paid a lot I, or no, honestly, it's the I world's wasn't biggest meatball. I always look for the best value on a menu because I don't care. I wasn't hungry. I just right, went to see hungry. my children. Did your kids have good food? Yeah. They're burgers. We went to Hazelwood. Oh, yeah. it's good. They go there a lot for breakfast and like it. And okay. there's one in Woodbury and there's one by the Mall of America, which is always busy oh interesting i don't think i've ever been there it's always busy it's lovely um reese witherspoon and kevin costner are not doing it uh, we got dis- that i do want to give a shout out <laughs> camp uh campiello is a restaurant in eden prairie it's yes. closing so if you want to go to campiello go soon is it closing it's closing and a lot of people are heartbroken because i guess it's amazing food i've never been there it used to be in edina i thought because i've been t- i feel like I've it's been right t- on the cusp so you might even think of it as edina okay. but it's technically eden prairie but maybe it had moved and ellie what's your go-to restaurant that you always like to go to uh, well, you know, I'm over in West St. Paul, so I do hit up El Burrito Mercado Love. very often. El Burrito Mercado Love. is amazing. But just to throw out something that, you know, you don't promote like three times a week, uh, Taco and Madre, which is also in that neighborhood, is one of the best like straight up like street tacos. Okay? Oh, wait. Have you Good. been to El Taquito on Robert? Uh, no, I don't think so. El Taquito is also very good. Um, there's, it's it's Robert Street. There's a, there's know, a lot of things. I know. I, know. I go to El Burrito Mercado because El I Bur- like to buy stuff to bring home. I was going to say, great food. I had their the tamales market. two days ago. Yeah. Well, you know, their tamatali, um, tamale family style making event is sold out. So they're, oh, Honestly, yeah. there's nothing better to grab to go out there than their market. And their guac is insane. Ladies, this was fun. Ellie, thanks for filling thanks, in today. Ellie, you're We're the best. It's going to be uh, Chef Surprise, who sits in with us tomorrow, Brittany. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. This was fun. We'll be back tomorrow.